take him all in. Thank you, Jesus. God, I ask you for this session. I ask you for the words that you've given, Lord. Father, I ask that you just use me to speak the words, Lord, the way that you want them to be spoken. I ask that you speak to our souls, that you speak to our spirits, and that you continue to make us new. I thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, just take over and just do what you do best. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, good morning. Good morning. Who needs breakfast, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. I'm really excited to be able to share with you this morning. I'm not a morning person, but today I am. <laughs> I'm the best morning person today that you will ever meet. <laughs> um, well, I have something to share with you. Am I getting emotional, Leslie? You feel me? <laughs> um, I have to get personal with you again, okay? Come on. I hope you're you're not offended by it. But um, okay. So a, a few years ago, I um, I stopped getting my period. Like just stopped getting it. And I went to the doctor and, you know, they did tests and things like that and they told me what was going on. So, I don't get my period naturally. And it's been about three years that I don't get it naturally. I've had to take pills for it. And um, because of that, you know, me and my husband haven't been able to have a baby. Um, but... Yesterday, no, I'm sorry, Thursday, I was at work and this thought just came into my mind and it was, what if I get my period during the retreat? Like, it just came out of nowhere. And I told God, God, I'm ready to receive my healing. I'm ready to receive it. And so I... I, you know, I just went about my business at work. I just, I really honestly just forgot about that, that moment with him. And I continued to work, and I worked, and, and everything, and then the following morning, which was yesterday morning, um, I have to get personal, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I went to the restroom, and um, I noticed that there was a little bit of blood, and that has happened to me before, um, where I, I bleed for like, a few seconds and then it goes away. But this time it didn't go away. And it hasn't gone away.
period, guys? But yeah, I never thought I'd be so so grateful for cramps <laughs> and bloating. Bloating! Woo! <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's happening right now, so... <laughs> I, I'm here. to you guys, if, if you're suffering from anything, don't lose hope. Amen. Like no matter how long it takes, don't lose hope and believe in your miracle. Amen. Because this that happened to me is a miracle, healing. Yes. Amen. And um, don't, don't lose hope. Amen? Amen? Okay, so let's start. Let's pray before we start. Holy Spirit, I just thank you for your joy. I thank you for what you do in our lives. I'm so grateful to you for everything, everything that you put in motion and everything that you make happen. Holy Spirit, I just trust you. I trust you. I trust you with everything that I have. Because you are faithful. You are constant. You never leave us and you never let us down. No matter how far it may seem, it's never far because you're with us. I trust that you will never leave us. Holy Spirit, just speak today. I'm your vessel. Use me. Bless the people that are here. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So the topic of my sermon is called My Grace is Sufficient. And um, I'm going to be talking about grace. We've all heard this word grace so many times. Some of us are a little tired of it hope not uh, but we've heard this word grace so many times uh, especially for those of you who go to a church named grace and love you will hear the word grace at least 47 times in one conversation <laughs> at least but this five letter word grace as simple and as beautiful as it sounds is or can be confusing, controversial, and life-changing. What is grace? What is it? A lot of us have opinions and a lot of people have theories and, 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 and answers about what is what grace is and, and a lot of people think grace is unmerited favor, unlimited forgiveness, a license to sin, just a crazy doctrine. 
I'm going to throw something out there, and I'm going to see who catches it. Grace was, grace is, and grace is to come. Amen. That's what grace is. Amen. Grace was, is, and is to come. Amen. Grace saves you, grace rescues you, and grace transforms you. But you know what? Grace isn't easy for us sometimes. We don't understand it sometimes. Or we misunderstand it. Many have understood it the wrong way. So today I'm going to talk about what grace is. And it's an amazing... Just an, an, it's the truth about grace. I'm going to tell you guys the truth about grace this morning. Amen. Let's go to Romans. And we're going to go to Romans chapter 7, verse 18. So Romans 7, 18. You guys there? Okay, so let's read. And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Let me read that again. 18. And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not the one, I'm sorry, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is, it is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle in, of life. I have discovered this principle of life. That when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. But there's another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who? Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Who? Thank God. Amen. Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave 
to sin. Okay. Paul clearly is having some issues here. It seems like he's at war with himself. And I'm pretty sure that that seems familiar to some of you in here. It, it, it seems familiar to me. Amen. I sometimes have felt like, or I had felt, I felt before, like, he, like he's describing here. I felt like I was at war with myself at times. I would battle with myself and say, why can't I just stop sinning? Why do I have to still fall into sin? Why does it seem like sin has this power over me? Why does it seem like sin in me is stronger than Christ in me? Why? And it's something that I battled with. And it's something that Paul here is, is showing that he battles. He says, what a miserable person I am. I have felt like that. I have felt like, God, I am I'm the lowest of the low. What a miserable person I am. I'm, I'm horrible. I, you know, I, I, I would put myself down because of the sin that I would commit. But this that's happening here, this that has happened in my life, it all happened before grace. It all happened before we understood grace, before Paul understood grace. This Paul right here might be you right now. Right now, some of you might be battling with sins. And right now, some of you might be punishing yourself, condemning yourself for the wrong that you do. I feel you. I've been there. It's not fun. It's not a good place to be at. And it does make you miserable. I can attest to that. I want to tell you that are going through this right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna prophesy over your life. Come on, come on, come on, amen. Today will be the last day of that for you. Come on, I want everybody to close your eyes, please. Please, would you please close your eyes? If you are going through this, just say it in, within yourself. Say it. Say, this is the last day for this. From now on, I am free. This is the last day for this. From now on, I am free from sin. Okay. Let's go to the next chapter. Let's go to Romans 8. So now, for all of those that said this, this is you now. Verse 1 says, <clears throat> So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to Him, the, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you. Amen. 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 what just happened. I don't think you guys got it. Let me break it down for you, okay? It's okay. It's 10 a.m. It's 11. It's early. Some people were just freed right now. 
from sin. You guys get it? Yeah. So what do we do to that? rejoicing with you. There are angels, there are elders, there are weird creatures up there rejoicing, singing songs, praising God because he has freed you this morning. And sin no longer has dominion over you. Let's keep reading. Verse 3. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in, the and, and in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. Amen. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us, who no longer follow our sinful, our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Wow, that's really good. So, <clears throat> the enemy has been defeated. Amen. He has no control over you. Amen. But because of that, He's angry. And that's okay. We don't care. But he's angry. He's a hater. And he's hating right now. He's hating on you guys. He really is. And because he's such a hater, he's going to hate. He hates you. He hates you. I don't know if, I mean, we've heard that, but I don't know if you get it. He hates you. He hates you so much that he wants to bring you down. He wants to make you question what God just did in your life. He wants you to think, you know what? What you just did right now in a silly retreat is not going to hold you off. Come Monday, you're going to be your old self. That's what he's telling you. But he's a liar and a hater. He wants to bring you down. He wants to attack you. So what he what he will do is he will shoot darts at you. From a distance, because he can't come close to you, he will shoot darts at you. So I'm going to keep it real with you guys. You will be attacked. Battle will come your way. Because you have someone that hates you and wants you dead. That's pretty serious. But check this out. Let's go to Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. You guys all with me? Amen. Yes? Amen. Okay, so we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. But before we read, let me just give you the backstory because I'm not going to read it. 
<clears throat> Paul here, at the beginning of this chapter, he's talking about how he was taken up 14 years ago from this when, from when he wrote this, 14 years before he wrote this, he was taken up to the fourth, no, to the third heaven. And he saw visions, and God spoke to him words that are forbidden to speak to any human. Oh, I would love to hear what words those were. When I read this, I was like, no, just, just sneak them in here somehow. But uh, no, he couldn't do that. So he was taken up to the third heaven. I don't know where that is. It's like third, three levels up after Mars or something. But um, he was taken up to the third heaven and was given like this awesome revelation, these awesome visions. And he's saying, look, if I wanted to, I could boast about these things. I can boast about the fact that God chose me took me up to the third heaven, spoke to me things that he's not telling you guys. So I could boast about it, but I'm not going to boast about it. I'm not going to boast about those things. And so let's go to verse 7. And he's still kind of talking about it. So 2 Corinthians 12, 7 says, Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep from becoming proud... Ugh. I'm going to stop for a minute. Okay. So to keep from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three times, I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time, he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. We'll stop there. I don't know what this following statement is going to do for you, but last night my husband and I were talking about this, and it did a little something to him. <laughs> so, this verse says that Paul, to keep him from becoming proud or boastful about what just happened to him or what had been happening to him. Um, a messenger from Satan was sent to torment him. I'm going to tell you something. God actually allowed that. And sometimes God will allow things like that to happen with us. But not for bad reasons, not to punish us or anything like that. But God allowed this to happen for Paul. Paul asked God three times. And he asked and he said, I mean, you got a demon tormenting, tormenting you. Like, I'm sure you're, you're kind of panicked about it when you ask. I know when I'm scared sometimes, I get really panicked. Let me tell you, I, I'm afraid of the dark sometimes still. And uh, sometimes I get, I get panicked. And it's, it's crazy when you get into this, when the enemy's attacking you and tormenting you, tormenting you, you forget about what's real. And you fall into the lies that he's trying to entrap you in. And so 
God allowed this to happen to Paul. And he told Paul, when Paul asked, he said, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. You know what, when I, when before, when I used to read this verse, I used to, I used to, like, not get mad, but I didn't get it. And I thought, I just didn't understand why God said that to Paul, and I thought, God, that seems, like, so simple. Why, why didn't you just help him? Why didn't you just take the torment away, instead of just telling him, my grace is, is sufficient? But at the time, I didn't understand what grace was. I didn't get it. And so I didn't understand why, why God, why all God said was my grace is enough. And I thought, that's it? That's all you're going to tell him? It's just my grace is enough? Like there isn't anything more that you can do? But grace, guys, is everything. God was giving Paul the answers to life here. God was giving Paul the answers to life. The answers to life. Amen. How many of us want that? Amen. The answer to all of life's problems is right here. G-R-A-C-E. Grace. Amen. Grace. Can you guys say it? Grace. 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 What is grace? And what does it do for us? Grace saves us. Grace redeemed us. But also grace enables us. Because of grace, we can do what we do in this life. Because of grace, we can speak to people. We can give them words of knowledge. Because of grace, we can, we can be used to heal people. Because of grace, we can walk in this life and doors will open up for us Amen. all because of grace. Amen. All because of grace. It's all about grace. Grace gives us our place. And that is why God said this to Paul. That this is all he needed to say. My grace is all you need because it's all we need. Amen. Grace is all we need. You know why? Grace is Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is grace. So when Paul hears, when God hears telling Paul, my grace is all you need, he's telling him, Jesus is all you need. Why? Why was he telling him Jesus is all he need? Yeah, we can say in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, demon. But there's more to it. What God was telling Paul here, he was telling him, remember who gives you identity. Remember where you stand. Remember who you are. Remember what I've done for you. Remember who won the victory. Jesus is all you need. So this demon is tormenting you. Guess what? Grace is all you need. Because grace is Jesus. And Jesus is more than enough. You know what God was trying to put into Paul? He was trying to instill his confidence into Paul. He 
think about it. If you have a demon tormenting you and God tells you, remember who you are, remember Jesus, remember grace, what will you then turn around to do? I will laugh at that demon. And I will say, who do you think you are? You can't come at me like this. Who are you? You're defeated. That is why God told him this. That is why God said this. And that's what God is saying to you. You need to listen to this. You need to soak this in. You need to take this for your life right now and hold on to it like your life depends on it. You need to, you need to really hold on to what I'm saying. And you really need to listen to what I'm saying because it's for you. This is going to change your life. It's going to change your life like you never, you could never imagine. Words that seem so simple, a five-letter word can do so much. When something comes at you, when someone comes at you, when the enemy comes to attack you, it's ridiculous to me now. And you know what? I've been attacked pretty bad this, this past year. Before the She Is conference, something was happening in our home. And we were just, we were just receiving a lot of bills. Like a lot of bills from places that we didn't even know we owed money to. And at the time I wasn't working, it was just Mario. And so I became overwhelmed. And I remember I, one day uh, when I was home at, at, by myself, I remember telling God, God, please, I don't know what to do anymore. I, we can't pay these bills. And I see how stressed out my husband is. I see how hard it is for him to be a pastor because he's thinking about our financial issues. It's hard on us. It's hard for us to go and counsel people because we need counseling ourselves because we are so stressed out of our minds because of our bills. How can I be a pastor? How can I be a leader when I feel so oppressed, when I feel so attacked? How in the world am I going to do this? And I, I got so mad at God because God didn't make these bills go away. I got so mad at him. And I told him, God, you're not with me. You're not helping me. Where are you? You don't even care about me. I've been, I've been calling your name and asking you for help, and you don't help me. And it's not because you can't. It's because you won't. So the reason why I'm in this place is because you don't want to help me. You're not with me. And guess what happened? God allowed something to happen to me. And I'm thankful for it. God allowed me to experience what it was really like to not have him on your side. For two weeks, the enemy had his way with my mind. For two weeks. It was unbearable. I felt depressed. I felt like I was going crazy. I felt like I was in utter darkness. And in two weeks, I was supposed to preach at a women's conference and talk to women about how free and powerful they are, about how much God loves them, about the purpose that God has given them. But I did not feel anywhere close to that. I did not feel purposeful and free and powerful. I did not feel any of those things. I felt dead. 
for two weeks. I would cry almost every night before going to bed. When I was at, at my house by myself, I, I was depressed for those two weeks. The enemy had his way with my mind, and it was the worst thing I had ever felt. The worst. But guess what? God came, and he rescued me. He rescued me right on time. A few days before the conference, he came and saved me. He finally, well not finally, but to me it felt like finally, but he came and he let me come up for air when I felt like I was about to drown. And that conference, you have no idea how confident I felt speaking that night. Oh, I felt like I couldn't do anything. Because I went from not having God on my side to having him right by my side. Oh my God, you have no idea what that feels like. You have no idea what that feels like. It feels amazing. I, I kind of wish you guys would know what that felt like. Not without having to go through the other part. But I just want to yell. <laughs> it felt amazing. Amazing. And, and I feel like that from now on. Like, I know that God is with me. I do not doubt for one minute that God is with me. His Holy Spirit lives inside of me. His Holy Spirit is constantly talking to me. And that happened all because of grace. All because of grace. All because of grace I can stand up here and hopefully speak life into one of you guys. Amen. All because of grace. Amen. I'm going to let you guys have a minute because I need one. <laughs> two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago? When, yeah, two weeks ago, my husband was being attacked really bad, kind of similar to what I was going through with the whole craziness and doubt and a lot of stuff. And I'm sorry, honey, I'm putting you on blast. I love you. You're, you're the man of my life. You're the best man I ever Yeah, you're the best pastor I know, best preacher. But he was being attacked. <laughs> <laughs> and God used me to help him out of it. It's pretty awesome because he's usually the one to help me. And um, it's funny, after I helped him out of it, God spoke to me and he said, You know that he just went through that so that you can get your message. And I said, Yeah, God, I know. <laughs> and God told him the same thing. So I said, honey, you know what, I'm really sorry, but you went through this so I can get my message for the retreat. He's like, I know. <laughs> but anyway, I gave him this example. And it's a God-given example. It's the best God-given example I've ever had. Get ready to have your mind blown. How many of you have seen The Matrix? Yeah. Amen. Okay. You remember in The Matrix when... Um, when uh, you remember the Matrix when Neo went to rescue Morpheus, yes. 
Remember the agents had him tied up in that chair and the helicopter's going and like Morpheus gets up and well, whatever. So there's a, uh, a part in the movie around that scene where the agents come on the rooftop and they're shooting at Neo and Neo does that cool like agent thing, that bending backwards move that he does. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Everybody tried to do that after that? <laughs> so um, Neo does that. And then after, you know, he gets shot in the leg, and then they get away, and Trinity says, you move like that. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so now there's this other part in the Matrix. Oh, no, let me, let me say this first. <laughs> so, this is what happens to us. All of us in here are Neos. And all of us in here will try to go up against the enemy and battle like him. We try to fight the fight that he's fighting. We try to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the enemy and fight in his style. We basically get on his court and fight his fight. That's what we do. That's what happens to us. We get up and we say, I rebuke you. We get up and we say, and I'm not saying that saying those things is bad. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's more than I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And that, that's not bad. Please don't take that the wrong way. Amen. But it's more than the Christianese thing that we've all been taught, the religious thing that we've all been taught. When you're attacked, just rebuke in Jesus' name. But sometimes we don't even know what that means. What does it mean in Jesus' name? And why are we even saying in Jesus' name? Like, why is that? How, why do we say that? Because Jesus is grace. And he gives us our identity. Amen. So we're declaring who we are in Jesus. Amen. So what we need to do is we need to be like Neo after he finds out who he is. Remember the other scene where there's this long hallway and he's fighting against Agent Smith? Yeah. And uh, again, they shoot at him. And th at this point, Neo has already realized who he is. Remember that? Neo knows who he is now. And they shoot the gun, they shoot, not the gun, they shoot the bullets at him. And he sees the bullets coming, and he stops them. He stops them. He even grabs one, looks at it, and they all fall down. That is the fight that we need to fight. Amen. That is who we need to, that is how we are. I know the guys got that analogy. Some of the ladies. But that is the battle that we need to fight. The battle that it has already been won. You know what we need to do, Jackie? You know what we need to do? Let me tell you what we need to do. When he comes at us, we need to stop him and laugh at him. Come on. It's silly. It's laughable. The attacks that he throws at us. Come on. You're not saved. You're crazy. You're a sinner. You're possessed. What is that? That is so phony. That's a bunch of lies. You're unsuccessful. You're a loser. You're not worthy. That's ridiculous. How can you not be worthy 
when the one that's more worthy than all has already said you were worthy? his battle, where Neil, before he knows who he was, he is, or however that goes. <laughs> we got you. We got you. We need to fight like we've already won, because we've already won. Amen. Grace is everything. We need to realize this today. Today. That's it. All you guys get is today. Grace gives us our place. And without grace, we are lost. Because remember, grace is Jesus. Without Jesus, we are lost. But with Jesus, we have won. And we've gained it all. So because of grace, we know that we are saved, we know that we are children, we know that we are loved, we know that we are righteous, and we know that we are forgiven. We know that we have purpose. We know that we can walk into a job interview and Jesus will shine. Amen. And doors will fly open Amen. because of who we are. Amen. We know that we can walk into a, into a meeting with our boss and not have to be nervous. But we can walk into that meeting with our boss and be confident because no matter what happens in the meeting, we're a child of God. Amen. And not in a way where we boast, but in a way where we're sure and confident. Amen. Jesus, it's grace. Amen. Jesus is grace. Hallelujah. It's time that we accept him and all that he has given us. Donnie, can you come up here, please? We need more of Jesus. Amen? Amen? So why don't you guys just please get up on your feet, please. I hope... I hope that you understood. And I hope that you understand who you are. Please understand who you are. Please understand where you stand. And understand that you don't have to live a life of defeat. Because you're not defeated. No matter the circumstance, no matter how bad your circumstance is, God's grace is sufficient for you. God's grace is enough for you. No matter how bad your circumstances, and I'm repeating this a lot because I want you guys to get it. No matter how bad your circumstances, no matter how difficult the things that you are going through are, God's grace is enough for you. God's grace is sufficient. We need Jesus. Jesus is more than enough. Amen. 